Are y'all ready? Episode 4 on the House Podcast. Very special episode because we have a very special guest. Uh, so we're here with Major George, Josh Ward, Ben Brockman, and your Coachman. host. Oh, he took it from me. What the hell? Uh, and your host, Jacob E. Wiles. With special guest Coach Matt. With, with special guest Coach Matt. So the legendary. Legend. The one and only. Wait for it. Derry. Uh, so, Coach, we're uh, happy to have you here. Why don't you give the uh, audience a little bit of uh, what you do, how you know us, you know. Well, I am an assistant football coach here at Southwestern University. Um, I am the first senior to graduate the football program when it came back, and that also makes me the first senior to graduate and to never leave and always be around. Boom. Loved so, it too much. Never left. Exactly. Never, so never I'm, left. I'm basically living, living the glory days every day. Um, but uh, excited because I've been on uh, T and Key's uh, old podcast, and so I'm excited to be the first first guest of this podcast. Well, welcome to On the House. We're excited. Great uh, to have you. We, we've been talking about bringing in guests for a while now, and we thought, who else but Coach Mask? Got to be the first one. Got to be the first. But it's Friday, right? You know it's Friday. I think it's, it's Friday. Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, yeah. So that means Florida Man? Florida Man! Florida Man! <laughs> Florida Man Fridays, baby. So uh, Coach Mask, I heard you have a Florida Man story for us. <clears throat> So I did, and then I actually came up with another one uh, as I was sitting here, uh, just because my actual Florida man is actually a little too close to my jackass of the week um, in terms of what ends up happening, so I wanted to vary it up a little bit. Uh, But this one here, Florida man goes on sledgehammer spree trying to destroy the demons that he sees. Uh, and I thought it was very fitting. Sounds like a normal right? Tuesday night. Uh, because <laughs> as, as I, I sat here and read it, uh, 32-year-old Mr. Suarez, around 2.30 in the afternoon, just random time of the day, um, goes around and just starts destroying property with a sledgehammer. Uh, as he had been drinking and had recently taken an unknown narcotic or hallucinogen. Uh, so, again, you know, I know... Multiple criteria. There. Multiple yeah, criteria yeah, getting, there. We're getting all the uh, check marks in. Plus, you know... I just I immediately thought of uh, Super Smash Bros. when you walk up with the with the big uh, the big <laughs> sledgehammer, <laughs> and so that was that was probably my uh, my favorite Florida Man of the Week. That I, I wonder if out. he I wonder if he ended up beating the demons he saw. That's an yeah, excellent that's a question. <laughs> did he win? Because see that'd be kind of messed up, you know. So obviously he got arrested, but did he get arrested before he accomplished his goal? Yeah. Now he has to go away knowing that the demons are still. So there. Are the I real questions we should be asked. Do, do you think he had the like? Super Smash Bros. music, like, playing in his head I, while he was doing I it? I don't think so. I don't know if he was cultured <laughs> enough. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's hard to say. Well, yeah. it might have started just like, let's get ready to rumble! Yeah. That would have been funny. I also was wondering if it was actually his sledgehammer or if it was oh, something that he it. found. Uh, yeah. See, there's so many questions still in this that could make it so much of a better story. Maybe he just has a sledgehammer with him. Maybe great... he just walks around with it or something. It is yeah. very true. That's another great criteria for a Florida Man story. If there's if it doesn't leave you with more questions than answers, oh, then is, it, is it a real Florida man story? <laughs> absolutely. Um, so that's great. I found one too, and I, I can't wait <laughs> till next week. So I gotta share it now. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this guy, right? He what do Florida guys do? They take meth. They yep. do, do a lot of meth. Meth or another drug. Florida man mostly do love this, their drugs. So this guy does meth. Proceeds to climb a telephone pole, or not a telephone pole, a stoplight. Sits on top of the stoplight, whips down his pants, and proceeds to start pooping on all the cars mm, driving like underneath <laughs> the stoplight. Jesus Christ. You know, the athletic ability to maintain that's that position. That's a lot of core strength. Yeah, no. He's, well, I was going to say, have you all seen like the stuff on Twitter or elsewhere it's like crackheads have superpowers. Like oh, the dude yeah. doing like somersaults and like laying under like a, a semi truck moving at sixty miles an hour and standing up and cartwheeling off. Like like they they have powers. Oh, absolutely. I saw I saw the dude's uh, mugshot and his face just looked like one big scab. And I was like, <laughs> Oh Lord. So on a scale of one to ten, how many teeth did he have? On a scale of one to Florida. <laughs> scale of one to yeah. ten. Yeah. Well, because you know he probably maxes he's, out no, at no, ten. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Florida yeah. man that does meth. Does, does he have more than does 10 he have teeth? His, his, does he his have mouth tooth? the his mouth was closed in the picture. Okay. Mm. But I'm gonna give it a tops of three. There's no way he had more than three. <laughs> so he got just a based on his facial features. Yeah. 
Um, but any other comments on any of that? I don't know. I think we got two great Florida Man stories. I here, think man. those uh, might be some of the funniest header. ones we've had. That's a double header for sure. Double header. Like, what do you think whenever you're like driving by? That guy who's hanging from the just subway. another day in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> I just like, do you come to expect that if you live in Florida and you're like a normal human being? Well, here's my question: Did it say what time of like the day or night it was? Like, was it two a.m.? It was around noon. Oh noon? my god! Yes. So it was like traffic hour, possibly like yes. lunch so taking, rush. Their, taking their lunch break. Well, I mean, why why wouldn't you want to do it when everybody's out? Well, no, I mean if your goal true, is no to, point. If, if your goal no is to take a dump on as many cars as you can, <laughs> Rush then hour. that's probably when you do it. It's true. That or 5 o'clock. But, yeah. like, still, I mean, he's on meth, so he's not thinking sensibly. Very so. true. I don't know, man. You never know. It's a floor story. Um, so, anyways, we'll go ahead and we'll roll into XFL week two. I'm about to get a lot of shit because <laughs> their team beat my team. But, you know it. You know but, it. but really I loved what I saw, minus the two interceptions, because... Y'all couldn't stop our offense, but it is what it is. What it is. Um, I feel like three teams have emerged as yeah, sure. the best: the the Houston Roughnecks, DC, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and the DC Defenders. And yeah. I would I would put DC number two, yeah. and I would yeah. even say that it's a yeah. real challenge. I'm excited for the the Roughnecks and Defenders yeah, yeah. matchup. They have some the best point. two quarterbacks when, when in the league it? right now. Cardell Jones oh, and yeah. PJ Walker are the best two quarterbacks in the league. Well, we talked about like quarterback plays. I mean, kind of like. One of the downfalls yeah. of the league so far, but those two yeah. for sure have been like the, the shining beacons, I guess you could say. Well, that's what? that's one of the things that I was thinking about when, you know, that's kind of been the running narrative is it's been about the quarterback player lack thereof for the other teams. And, you know, fortunately for the XFL, they're doing a really great job of changing rules to make it different from the NFL. However, a lot of the offensive and defensive rules still help the offense in the long run and still help quarterbacks Mm -hmm. and if you don't have great quarterbacks where if you're a great quarterback you're playing in the NFL right now yeah now obviously you know PJ Walker had been in the NFL Cardell Jones had been in the NFL they will probably get another shot to be back in the NFL Um, but when you have a great quarterback that's going to be a great team now I would be interested to see the XFL maybe push their rules a little bit more to favor the defense Um, again they've done a really great job with the special teams but really try and even the playing field because you know you're not going to get premier quarterback play week in and week out of no, the yeah, NFL. No, no way. Because if you if you're a week in week out quarterback, you're going, you're going to be in the NFL. Yeah. You know, so I think that that would make it a little more more interesting in terms of differentiating it from the NFL. Coach, come on. I man. would see like in in sense of like changing things for defensive players and everything like. You know, like, that works and everything, but whenever I was watching it this past weekend, I felt like there were so many interceptions, so many turnovers and all that stuff. Like, And I think it's just because a lot of these QBs and stuff, they aren't proven, you know. They, are, they aren't good enough necessarily to be in the NFL, and it's kind of it kind of shows for some teams more than others. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen, it seems like there's just so many turnovers in this, in this league. So you're saying, like, the defensive talent versus, like, the quarterback play, it kind of evens itself out without even needing rule changes to do so. Like I think I think to an extent. Like, you could do some stuff that could change, but for the most part it just seems like, you know, there's a lot of a lot of the ball getting coughed up. I, I agree. And, and honestly, Coach, you don't have to say another word to convince me uh, of some rule changes that would favor <laughs> defensive play. Um, you know what? I don't mind seeing a, a 7-3. 3-0, 10-7 games. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know most people don't view it. Yeah, uh, I was going to say the, av- the average person so, wants to see so touchdowns. So they're probably, I don't know if they're going to if they're gonna do that just because they're trying to gain, you know, viewers and audience. But as far as me personally, I would love to see it. That's what you do. You just take the defense off the field and then just let the let the offense go score points. Who can whichever team can score points. You know, so points. and and I had this wild idea for an overtime period, right? Mm-hmm. So you basically have it in a scrimmage format where both offenses and both defenses are going at the they same time. time. Now here's now here's where it gets interesting. What happens if let's say a defense gets an interception and tries to return it for a touchdown? Well, the offense on the other side That's can immediately block. turn to defense and immediately start trying <laughs> just, to, to get the ball back for their own yeah, 22, team. I, I just, 22 total anarchy. I wouldn't. The other thing, if so, they're both going at the same time. Would you say whatever team scores first wins? Yes. Right? Yep. So then they're going no huddle, mm-hmm. rapid fire, try to get it in the end zone as quick as That'd possible. That'd be hellacious. I, I, I would love to see it. I wouldn't mind seeing like Oklahoma drill. Yeah, you mentioned as that. A, as an overtime. That would be cool. So like what, what? But it's all punters and kickers. There you okay. go. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it, where it gets a little too. There hadn't been an overtime game yet, hadn't there? I've been no. wishing for we one. No, we were we were texting during yeah. the the St. Louis and Houston game. We're like, bro, 
over time, maybe, and then the St. Louis should have break. But uh. thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did y'all see that defensive end catch that screen pass? He was on the he was on the Dragons, I think. Yeah, yeah. He caught that screen pass, took it back for a touchdown. He was playing the Wildcats, right? Or was they were playing the Vipers. Oh, the Vipers. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That's like some. Well, because he was like point blank. Well, yeah. He was like, well, I mean, he, he was like a yard away. I play offensive line, and <laughs> I know that in that situation, you gotta you gotta dump it over the top. Get some air under it. Over the top. Yeah. But um, Landry Jones had what his is, first game back. Wait, wait, wait. What does playing offensive line have to do with with that? <laughs> I'm not a quarterback. I can't throw a ball. Oh, okay. I can throw a ball, but I can't throw a ball. You throw it back to the quarterback. Through my legs, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't make it back there, and then I get yelled at. But you know, not like Coach Max. No, 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 no. That's not my job. <laughs> uh, Landry Jones had his first game back. I know we were all pretty high on uh, the Bob Stoops Landry Jones connection in our first episode and our lost episode too. Both of them. Uh, shout out lost episode. Uh, shout out lost episode, man. They barely beat the LA Wildcats. Uh, he threw for 305. I didn't get a chance to watch that game because I was busy. Did I got a chance to watch a little bit of the replay. Um, by the way, YouTube TV, you know, everybody subscribes to different things. I highly recommend YouTube TV. I'm able to record all the XFL games, follow them up afterwards. We're not sponsored. <laughs> but if YouTube sponsor TV us. wanted to sponsor us. Yeah, you if, know, you, if you, you want to sponsor us, we're here. We'd be open to go get for sure. But no, one, and, and, you know, Landry Jones looked a little off. I think one of the things that people forget – is, you know, obviously Bob Stoops was his head coach at Oklahoma, but Bob Stoops is a defensive coach. It's not like he worked mm, yeah. with Landry Jones day in, day out. And Hal Mummy is the offensive coordinator who mm. runs, you know, a spread system that uh, Bob Stoops brought to Oklahoma with Mike Leach. But with Hal Mummy there, there's, you know, it's different. And then Landry Jones has been playing in the NFL the last couple of years. I'm sure he's getting used to those more professional systems, whereas Hal Mummy comes in, Straight spread, two-word, yeah, one-word calls. And he's been hurt, too. And he's been hurt. And so he just wasn't in a rhythm. And that was kind of the thing that I noticed is, you know, it's not that he played poorly. He just looked out of rhythm. And so I'm interested to see as the games go forward if he if he starts to kind of get a groove for it. He'll probably pick it up next week. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see how this season plays out. I think they will because, in like... Offense is a different game in the Expo because, you know, the play clock between plays is shorter and stuff like that, and all the coaching and the one-word calls and stuff like that. It's just it's a different game than the NFL, so I agree with what you're saying, Coach Mask. I'll also say this. I'll also say this, and, it, and it's hurting me to say this right now. Why? Because he's a, he's an OU Sooner. Ooh. But uh, if, you, if you listen to his post-game interview uh, – Landry Jones afterwards, it, it just made me like him more, because basically they were asking him like about like offensive troubles, and he basically was like, "Well, I suck today. Like I didn't play good today. Like what do you want me to say?" And they kept asking him stuff, and basically he took every offensive problem on the chin, and then he was like, "But you know what? We got the dub. We're moving forward. What else can you want from us?" Like, and you know what? I still don't like OU. Still don't like Landry Jones, still don't like Bob Soups, and I still don't like the Dallas Renegades. But that that brought a little bit more to me for the way he interviewed. There's a lot you don't like, man. There is. There's a lot. There's there's no end. You want to hear something I love? What? The post-game locker room celebrations <laughs> yes, in the XFL. The Bud Light Seltzer. I love, <laughs> seltzer. I love them. See, I love seeing them stone cold. Those Bud Light seltzers. It's, it's usually amazing. The Oh, yeah. We, well, yeah, it's, it's the specialist who didn't <laughs> yeah, do a whole lot didn't do the game or be, leading the party, leading the charge. They got all the energy. They don't have to do extra points to... anymore. <laughs> that's true, yeah. too. So it's not very, I mean, it's like one, one or two field goals a game. Yeah. And kickoffs, and that's and it. Kickoffs, kick yeah. The toughest part of their job is dealing with the inter- the immediate interview after their misses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're on them, too. Yeah. Like. It's not even 15 seconds, no. and, and you got Pat McAfee. He's like, I'm going to go talk to that saying, guy. He just missed. What happened on the 45 yard field goal you just missed? Uh, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this honestly they've been, the, uh, the XFL interviews in game have been surprisingly professional. <laughs> they have. Some of the interviews that they've given, like, right after people completely messed saying, up, like. I was saying week one, I wanted more like f bombs and everything. They seem to clean up. They seem to like clean up their act though, and I'm, yeah. I'm I bet, a little, I bet I'm a little upset out, about it. I bet they sent out like a memo like, "Hey, uh, like, hey guys, y'all watch your mouth." Well, because I think if, if they drop too many, then they'd have to change up the the rating on TV. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. 
I, I, I think it's, it's just it hilarious like, to me. They'll bring back Spike TV. Yeah, well, and XFL yeah. will be played yeah. solely on Spike. But then their viewership would definitely go down. So, no, I just got no a way. question for all y'all. Do y'all think the XFL is going to last? Like, I actually think it's going to last. I know it might be too early to say, too early to call, but right now, do you actually think you can see this well, going well, define, for a couple years? I think define like, last. Like a couple yeah. years, like three years, two years? I, look, I mean, let's look, just throw in five. I think it gets, five years. I think it gets through this season. For like, I'm pretty pretty damn sure it's getting through this season, and then we'll what, see. What well, I know it has go around it, the first time, a year and a half. They went a the, season and a half. They, a, they, they made like a season. I don't know if they. And made then the, a, the AAF didn't even didn't make even it finish. the full yeah, season but, because yeah. they didn't have the financial yeah. backing. See, that's the thing is Vince McMahon is loaded, loaded. and is yeah. putting all of his money into this. He he is going to make sure that it works one way or another. Yeah. Um, the question is, is is it going to actually pick up steam, or is it always just going to be? You know, kind of a commodity and, and second fiddle. Seems like the XFL has like the viewership right now too. Well, that's what like, I'm the saying. AAF lost. Like, the saw, AAF lost viewership fast. I saw a tweet from Clay Travis. It was talking about like average household viewership, and I don't even entirely understand how that that numeric works, right? But basically, six out of the eight uh, XFL teams right now are leading their their like uh, region in average their household viewership. Yeah, their local market. So it was like from like Seattle was the top one, right? And they don't really have any hockey. They don't have a hockey team, or uh, they, they don't, don't have a basketball, they don't have a basketball team. team. So they don't have anyone to compete with. But right, like the next five all have like teams to compete with in hockey and or basketball, and they're all leading their, their like their market viewership, right? And so, um, like that being said, that gives me hope. I, I think five years might be somewhat of a lofty goal. If it makes it five years, that'll just like. That'll just make me super happy. I but, think it'll right. deal with a lot of like if the players want to get paid more or something like that. That too. too. Well, the other thing is though, when they get more established the and they make more money, they'll be able to pay players more. Yeah, they'll have more brands, more sponsors. This is, yeah, this is an aspect of it I think is interesting to look at in the future. Is whenever they do start increasing the pay of these players and stuff like that, a league is only as big as the amount of stars you have in it, in my yeah. opinion. And so. You know, we all love football. America loves football. It's it's our sport. It's basically it's everybody's favorite sport in America, pr- pretty much for the most part. Sorry if you don't like it, but debatable. Well, to further on my point, debatable. What I'm saying is Stop is it. a league is only as big as your stars. So what happens whenever these this pay increases and like you have these highly rated guys coming out of high school? They could just forego college and go get paid immediately in the See, XFL. That's, 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 that's an aspect to where I think I think what many, Josh saying, I think that's what spurs it yeah, and makes it can even make it bigger. Big. Yep. That's is, what I'm saying. Is, that's again, the, trying that's, to differentiate yourself from the NFL, if they can allow and, and maybe it's not even directly out of high school, but yeah. you know, the one and done rule in, yeah, in college yeah. basketball. You know, if Johnny Manziel, the year after he won the Heisman, was able to go to the XFL. He w- Ooh, that yeah. that league would have blown up. Yeah, yeah. Same with Lamar yeah. Jackson after winning his first Heisman. Trevor Lawrence after his freshman year at Clemson. Yeah. If he goes to the XFL, yeah. and there's and there's your answer to players, you know, wanting to get paid yeah. for their talent. Yeah. is you now have an opportunity to do that, and then I think it's a mutual, a mutually beneficial relationship for both the XFL yeah. and for for big time. Not college saying stars. that will ever happen either, but imagine the fallout effect that'll have for big time college football too. Absolutely. It's just yeah. It'd be a weird situation, but definitely a possible situation. I, I do see the XFL adding more markets. Yeah. I see San Antonio getting a team. They gotta be one. I see San Antonio being the first one to get a team. They gotta be one. Um, I'm seeing cities see that? that don't have big teams already. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like, see what they tweeted yesterday? The XFL tweeted. Oh like, yeah, they were like, "Where do you want to see a team?" And the the like first reply is like, "Detroit. They haven't had a professional football team there in years." <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all seen? Have y'all seen about like Team Nine that the XFL has? No. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? No. They have. They basically have like a, a ninth team that doesn't. You know, it doesn't participate in the league, but it's like an actively like it's just ready to go. Yeah, yeah. They basically the have a, they, they have a full like produced team squad. of like every position that is practicing and ready. And it's like if at any point a team um, is low on any position. They can look outside, or they can look at Team Nine to to seek to you know to, to sign a player. If that ever and those players a, are making money anyway. If that but, ever becomes a, an official team, they gotta just stick with Team Nine. Team Nine, yeah, that'd be live. <laughs> that'd be live. But what, what do we all think about that? Like, what do you mean? Uh, about, I the mean, team, about nine? team Nine, like, is that? Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Basically, you have a bunch of reserves. Yeah, well, and I and I think it's go. interesting. Plus, in in all reality, I think it's safer for the players that are getting signed because you've got mm-hmm. guys that are going through the day-to-day grind and not just getting thrown yeah. into it. Like, that's the thing with 
you know, NFL guys signed off the street. And some Lynch. of them, you know, come on and do really well. But, you know, you may have only been just working out in the gym and, and on the turf, you know, running around and doing stuff, but you haven't been going through the day-to-day football grind of, of getting hit. And so, you know, that's one of the things those guys on Team 9, they're just going to transition right in. Now, they'll yeah. still learn, have to learn all the schematics and everything, but in terms of the day-to-day process, they'll be ready to roll. So here's, here's kind of my question. I, I, I don't remember if we brought it up uh, or not before. I don't know if y'all remember, like, the talk of, I saw it in a tweet, like, the, the top XFL team faces the, the worst NFL team, right? Yep. Did, did we talk about that? Yeah, we did. Okay, so what do you think about this? The worst XFL team faces Team 9, and the Ooh, winner and the winner That's a the twist. winner gets an actual like position in the league. The loser becomes like the new team nine. Like say the Wildcats, the LA Wildcats are the worst team. They face team nine. If they lose, they become basically like the developmental team. Does does team nine get to like scrimmage a few am- amateur teams to like get game yeah, ready? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Do you like that idea? I, or no? I think it's it's interesting for sure. I feel like it would be a little better once they add more markets. Yeah, but that is a I feel like that's a pretty cool idea. And there's but the, my problem with it is like, say it is LA at the end of the year, who's the worst team and everything. And if they lose, there's no way that LA is gonna let their team not like have a season essentially. Yeah. You know? it, it's kind of like yeah. that at that card day, in Uno. Like business. All they're trying to do is make money. What uh, What are the salaries for this Team Nine team? Are they even getting paid? I, I don't know. I don't know. I know right now they're sharing a facility with the Dallas Renegades. So I guess essentially all the players are are based in Dallas as well. And so, you know, that would have to change. Like I, like we talked about, we'd love to see them keep Team 9 as their name. But if they became an actual team, they'd have to gain an actual market. So they'd have to move as well. So I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like it's kind of like that one card in Uno where you lay it down and then you have to switch hands <laughs> yeah. with somebody else. Like all the guys on the worst team go to Team 9. <laughs> guys from Team 9 go to the other team. And then all those other guys just out of a job. Yeah. Or what if what if they just switch markets? Like, I mean, they keep Team Nine name just because we'd love to see it, and they switch with LA, and now they're Team Nine in LA. <laughs> the LA Team Nine. The LA Team Nine. <laughs> I feel like I'd love to see that. I don't know how many how many other people would, but. Um, well, anyways, we uh we're gonna move on to the next segment of the show, uh, traveling Tom Tom Brady. Hmm. Where is he going to be? We talked about, we touched on it a little bit last week. Um, I know Coach Mask has a few theories behind it. I do, and and I think mine. I actually was watching ESPN this week, and it was a topic of discussion. This the the city that I think that makes the most sense uh, has become a little bit more prevalent. Um, but I think if you look at What's Tom Brady's goal? It's not to maximize his dollar worth, right? No. He's married to Giselle. He's got he's made millions of dollars himself. She's made billions of dollars. Yeah. He's not he's not trying to cash in, right? But he's looking for a place that he can go play in until he's 45, 46. Build his legacy. Build his legacy. A place where and I think what would be interesting to that is winning a Super Bowl for a city that hasn't won a Super Bowl yeah. yet. Step one. Step two. A place where he's not having to carry the team. They have playmakers on the outside, but they have a strong running game that he's not having to shoulder the entire load, which, again, prolongs his career even more. Um, a defense that, that can carry the team, and, again, he's not having to score hundreds of points, but somebody that he trusts in a head coach. And the only place where I see each of these is with the Tennessee Titans. I, I was about to say that. that. I knew you were going to say that. Because, again, you know, you've got Derrick Henry in that strong run game. They've got a lot of young playmakers on the outside. They've got obviously got a great defense. But then you've got expatriate Mike Vrabel, former teammate of Tom Brady, former Bill Belichick disciple, all right, as the head coach. I think that's a really great place. And, again, the Tennessee Titans have been to one Super Bowl and have never won one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what better way to go out than to be the guy that took Tennessee to their first Super Bowl, if not multiple Super Bowls, if before they retired? Like, if Brady goes to Tennessee, Vrabel might as well just get that meat cleaver out and – Chop his dong off because <laughs> he said he would cut his dong off to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I think that like this is even considering though that if Tom Brady even ends up going away from New England, yeah. you know. No, and and I think in all reality, if you ask me what's going to happen, what's going to happen, I think Tom Brady ends up a New England Patriot. Yeah. It just It'd be really it doesn't cool seem to see right. Him go somewhere but, else, but if he's going to leave, that's that's my where I think he yeah. should go. Whether yeah. or not he will, but I think that one makes the most sense. Brady wakes up one morning, 
to a package on his front doorstep. <laughs> and it's just, it says, Mike, to Tom, Tom Mike. from Mike. We're winning, we're he, winning a Super he Bowl. He opens it up and his contract's on top. <laughs> and he picks up the contract. And then it's just his thing there on ice. <laughs> on ice. We're going all the way, baby. It's like, Tom, we need you. I did it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, what team do y'all think he absolutely wouldn't go to? The Packers. There's a lot of teams. I don't think I don't foresee him going to any team that's not a high contender. Like, and there's not that many high contender teams. You know the one I the like, one I keep seeing is the Los Angeles Chargers, and for me that one doesn't really yeah. make a lot of sense. They, yeah. you know, they've they've got a solid defense, but they're they're a team that's always ravaged by injuries on their offensive line. Mm-hmm. He's he's gonna be 44, 43, yeah. 44. You know he's got to be protected, and you got to have a run game to rely on. And that was the thing with the Chargers is Philip Rivers was still having to throw it up, you know, 40, 50 times a game and getting intercepted, you know, 20, 30. But yeah. you know, they he can't shoulder the load of a team anymore. He's got to be in the right situation if he wants to be successful. He's got to have a great supporting cast, and I think that that's what you saw with New England this year is they lost some of that supporting cast, yeah. and so getting him in a place where he's got the tools around him to succeed. Will be the big what if he ends up as like a like a cowboy or something oh like that? I, I heard I heard <laughs> I don't uh, even want to imagine such a scenario. I heard somebody talking that he was thinking about the Raiders. And I was like I was like, he doesn't belong in Las Vegas. He has Giselle. He doesn't need to go there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, I don't know. I think I think I think two things. To Coach Matt's point with LA, the only thing I'll say about that, the only other thing that might draw him there is that he's a Cali boy, potentially. But I think at this point in his career, that's not going to have that much of an effect on him, honestly. Um, it would have been really interesting to see, and, it, and, and I like Jimmy Garoppolo, and, yeah. and I want him to be successful. Yeah. It would have been really interesting to see, let's say he fell flat on his face in the Super Bowl or through trade. the playoffs, and all of a sudden Tom Brady comes home to his hometown team of the San, San Francisco Fran. 49ers and takes him back to the Super Bowl and finishes the job this time. Yeah, like make no mistake, I don't see him as like – a top three quarterback in the league by any means. I, I see him as a guy that will get the job done and as definitely a guy that still has ice water in his veins, can lead a game-winning drive, but he's not ready to shoulder, shoulder the burden of a whole franchise, and and he's not trying to either. Like he, right. He's definitely trying to go to a team that's a contender, and uh, there's like select few out there. That's why I definitely see him re-signing with the Patriots. Part of that's also hope, but <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. You said in think, episode one, hope, hope, hope is dangerous. Hope is definitely dangerous. Hope is dangerous. Because when... Uh, you know what else is dangerous? What else? Aaron Rodgers. So did, Silence. Did anyone else like get Crickets. shivers in their timbers there? I did. I have chills over here. I mean, I know Josh should have, the way he's done the Cowboys a couple of years. I'm See, shaking. I'm just sitting over here minding my own business. I think I should have took a shot at you at the beginning England, of the show so again today. I'm just not saying that. Let y'all spit y'all's opinions, and you got to do me like that. Why? All, all, all I'll say is this. If I were you, and thank goodness I'm not a Cowboys fan, but if I were you, I would be begging and pleading that somehow the Cowboys signed Tom Brady. Because with their roster, Tom Brady would win at that least would, 12, 13-plus games. That would be terrible, though. Yeah. Jerry Jones, ter- No, Jerry Jones and Tom Brady, that, that wouldn't work. I, I don't know if it would work long-term, but for a short-term, for, for a season, years. for a season or two, this season, if Tom Brady, this next season, if Tom Brady was on their roster as is, I don't know who else they got in free agency. Y'all are talking like Tom Brady's not going to play until he's 65. Like. <laughs> you know what, yeah. Well, Ben, basically, I've gotten my hopes up too much with my two major football teams that I root for, and it's just not fun. So, no, I'm not even going to conceive the thought. Sucks. It's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth the heartache. It's not worth being a fan of them either. Yeah, well, we talk, I mean. Boom! <laughs> There's a million reasons. Aren't you a Nebraska Cornhuskers Hell fan? yeah, till I die. Yikes. <laughs> Tough scene. <laughs> Hashtag yikers. Hashtag yikers. <laughs> it's got to be in every episode. There's no place like it. But anyways. <laughs> any, anyways. <laughs> anyways. Uh, so we're going to move on. We're going to ha- keep this segment really quick. Uh, I don't want Ben and Major to end up like strangling each other or something. Because <laughs> I know they're, they're both very heated about this. But the uh, Astros scandal... Just a thought I had earlier this week. You know me, the the intellectual I am, was listening to sports radio all week, and somebody compared the Black Sox scandal of 1919 
to the Houston Astros cheating or sign stealing scandal. Uh, so the Black Sox threw a game in the World Series to lose for money. Mm-hmm. They lost the game. They bet bet on themselves to lose, and they lost. Uh, and let's see, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven or eight guys that got banned for life. Among them, the the star player Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, do y'all think that the commissioner took it too easy on the Astros? I think comparing these is very different. First of all, because they're two completely <gasps> different because scenarios. The Black Sox, the Black Sox, <laughs> what they they did it to lose though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They did it to lose. The Astros, Astros did it to win. I want to win. I want to win. I want to win. So I think they're really different cases here, and I think that comparison isn't exactly like accurate. I mean, there there weren't any any suspensions at all or yeah, fines yeah. or anything. So I'll, yeah, I'll break it, it down. Two years ago, if they would have caught him like in the act, I'm sure it would have been a different thing. But yeah, now, so nothing's gonna change now. Like it happened. The guy and you know everybody knows it. But so this is just this is just my perspective, and part of this was gained from um, Twitter discussions slash arguments with Zach Richardson. Shout out Zach Richardson. Yep. But um, oh. basically, the way I see it is, there's two trains of thoughts for people seeing it. You can think that. The Astros suspensions slash um, like um, enforcement that they've gotten for cheating should be compared to other teams that have or have not been caught cheating, such as the Black Sox or alleged teams like Red Sox doing the same thing, Yankees doing the same thing. Or you can see it as what have they done and was their punishment according to exactly what they did, right? And I'd say the latter. Sign stealing with use of technology should deserve exactly what they got, and in my opinion, more. I think players should be suspended. But a lot of Astros fans want to say that that's um, not fair because other teams have done other things. Like it was recently brought to my, to my knowledge that the 1951 Giants, evidently, back in the day, signed stole with a coach out in center field with a spyglass, right, who radioed in stuff, right? And they never got punished, right? So... They're trying to act like they sh- the Astros nowadays shouldn't get punished either. So you can either compare themselves to other teams or think of what they did and see whether the punishment fits, basically. I think, and I fit in the second. But I feel like it would be ridiculous to like try to punish players now, though, because like, the Why? logistics of that going into the being this close to the season, first of all, and then the fact that they – it happened two years ago now. Like, that it's a long time ago. Like – but but a lot of the players are still on the same team. I know. And the logistics to the season, I don't really see how that fits. Like, help. Here's my thought. You want to ban or you want to suspend players for this? Uh, I can understand everybody's frustration. But first off, it's against the rules to ban players for this. It's literally in the Major League Baseball bylaws. Whenever this is literally a coaching matter. This is Carlos Beltran and Alex Cora, their coaches making this scheme up and creating this and well, passing it down are, as players. Are, the bylaws are bad then. I, I wasn't saying that these the guys need to be banned. Then. No, I'm just saying. That I'm just telling you facts. The coaches are sending directives to players. Players listen to their coaches. Therefore, the coaches should be the ones that told the players what to do, and they did it. They were listening to the coaches. Therefore, they're the ones that are going to go around, not the players. Okay. They're, they're the coaches. Well, and, and I think, you know, and I, and I want to preface this. I have been a Houston Astros fan since I was a child, growing up watching Craig Biggio, Jeff Bagwell. Hell yeah. I am I am disappointed. Whoa, those, guys are, those guys are old. Yeah, no, I know. They're so not old. They're old. So again, I'm disappointed as an Astros fan. However, Me too. from what I know, and and I don't pretend to know a lot on the matter, uh, but again, it seems to be that this was an organizational decision. This was something from higher up that said this is how we're gonna go about it. Now as an employer of an organization, you could you could fight back and say, you know, hey, I'm not going to do this. Hey, that's wrong. Hey, that's immoral. But at the end of the day, that may be your only option to get a paycheck. All right. And so he may, they may be just going along with it. I'm not saying that is what happened, but I'm saying if the MLB did find that this was a higher level issue, this was something that came from the general manager, the manager, um, anyone else, you know, possibly the owner or ownership, you know, at that point, the players shouldn't be punished for being told by their employers what they have to do. Exactly. Now, whether or not that's the case, it remains to be seen. But I think, again, 
having suspended the head coach or the, the manager, having gotten rid of the general manager, uh, they got rid of another one of their underneath general managers. They, they cleaned out a lot of the front office. And if this is a directive from the front office, then I think that the punishment was deserved. Well, it is from the coaches because Carlos Beltran was already the uh, manager of the Mets, and he got punished. He suspended. They haven't even come up with his full suspension yet. And the same thing happened with Alex Cora. 30 seconds left. We have 30 seconds okay, left in the quarter. I don't think quarter. anyone doubts that it's from the coaches. Yeah. But the Get thing is, if it's from a top-down trickle, Let's hear it. then people at every level should face... Face trouble, face suspension. Right. Here's the thing. You have to make a decision. If you know something's yeah. important, 15, 15 in seconds. any situation, if it's told from superiors ben, above you, thought. you still Let's have a situation to choose whether you, you want to do you so to or not. You're and that's your choice. Or no and deal. so the players that but choose to do so five, should face suspension. Here, so four, by that logic, Tom Brady three, should have been suspended for two, Spygate. Exactly. It's over. We're done. Next segment. So the only reason it's talked about as players being suspended is because baseball is the most individual game. No, it's not. Hey, yeah, I said we're done. Hey, hey, did you hear me? You're smoking. Hey, no, no way. It's hey, the most individual hey, game. Hey, one bat, boy. one pitcher on each other all game. Damn it, boy. One I player told you we're done. The game. No, that's the truth. Oh, he's leaving again. He's leaving again. Oh, my god. That's gosh. the truth. Are it's the most individual game. You want to hear the truth, Josh. Josh. Joshua Ward. Do you want to hear the truth? What? We're on to the next segment. Let's go. Let's go. So, uh. So, Ben left. Ben left. Okay. Coach Mask really hit me with some knowledge this week for a new segment. Uh, mm. Retro games. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go with what are your top three games that you played when you were a kid? All of us. We're gonna go around the room that are still badass to this day that you could play. Like, I mean, I can't sit down and play for like an hour and a half at a time anymore. <laughs> but I could sit down and play for a good good set amount of time. Since uh, you had the idea, Coach, why don't you go ahead and yeah, All right. lead us off? Uh, well, what actually inspired this is over the last month, month and a half, you know, in the couple of hours of downtime that I get mm-hmm. every month, uh, <laughs> I was playing through Banjo Kazooie. Oh, all right. And now I will tell you, they remastered it for the Xbox, and, and I'm, an, I'm an Xbox One guy through and through. Uh, but that yes, was a sir. game. That, I, that was a game that I played as a kid. I remember. And this this will show you how how old I am. Uh, going to my grandparents, and they got a VHS sent in the mail from Toys R Us of the upcoming video games and toys and stuff coming mm-hmm. out. And the first oh, thing cool. that popped up on there was Banjo Kazooie, and I still cool. remember that as a kid. Um, and so that's easily one. I went back and I played it, and as ridiculous as it is, the storyline's fun. Uh, the mechanics were actually really good for being a, an older game. It's like super so, goofy, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're a bear with a bird in its backpack fighting a, <laughs> a witch, shooting eggs. You know, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, number two that I think that is actually still pretty commonly played is Goldeneye. And, yeah. you know, that was the I, first... That was on one of my lists. That was the first where everybody was getting together, you know, playing multiplayer, you know, trying to shoot everyone up. And so I think Goldeneye... Uh, is still one that plays well today. I, I own it, and, and I'll pop it in mm-hmm. every now and then. Um, and then the third one, uh, for me, I know that there's some more obvious ones, but I kind of want to see if you guys pick those up, uh, is Super Mario 64. Ooh, all good right. game. So, again, the single-player game, That's I'm, I'm a big single-player gamer. All yeah. right, I miss the really good stories. Um, the best games are single-player games. Exactly. And oh, so, my goodness. And so, you know, again, Super Mario 64 had a little bit of everything. Um, you know, it was great in terms of the graphics for the time. Uh, again, you know, it's it's easily still one of the most expensive retro games to find right now because everybody just holds on <laughs> no, to it. Everybody wants it. Right. Yeah. So those, those are my three. I know there's plenty more that, that I would I would go off, but I want to hold it to three. I don't want to go next, but I just want to say that you're kind of dating yourself once again. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I'm well aware. That, that ain't no problem. <laughs> that ain't no problem. All right, I'll jump in on this yeah, one. Yeah, let's hear it. All right, my three are – my first one is Crash Bandicoot. Okay, Ooh, yeah. The game. original Crash good Bandicoot. Game. Good game. I remember we had a uh, – it was a, I think it was a PlayStation game, but we had a PlayStation Two when I was when I was pretty young. Me and my sister would uh, play that game, and I don't think we ever actually beat it or anything. I think we were just <laughs> terrible at games, but it was just it was so fun. Like just everything about like the environment and like the level design and everything. How you could do like you basically had what was essentially like a like a Mario platformer, but it was from like a top down view almost in third person. 
So I love that game. Still do. I have the remastered. Uh, I've played a little bit of it. Do you have like the lot. memory cards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It? Of yes, course. Sir. Of course. Uh, my next one is going to be Super Smash Brothers Brawl. There you go. Well, yeah. I think just the series as a whole. Just the, the series as a whole. Series. I, I, I have the newest one. I have Ultimate on my Switch, right? And I play probably too much of it, <laughs> to be honest. But I, I, I didn't know what Super Smash Bros. was till this year. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. But anyway, uh, Brawl was my first introduction to the series, and uh, it's a lot of people. A lot of people who like are diehard fans. They say it's like the worst one, and I, I, okay, you know, that's crazy. I think I disagree. I think it's it's super fun. There's always like stuff to do in it, different game modes. You know, a great storyline. You get they they had fully rendered cutscenes with characters from like twenty different games in it, and it's just insane the amount of work that they put into it. Um, and then my last game is, I, I cheated here. I, I put I combined two. I, I put Star Wars Battlefront one and two. Okay. Damn, you took and, that's, uh, that's fair. You took two of mine. Yeah. I only yeah. played the second one. But the it was second, great. I think the second one is you know, gameplay wise, it's far and above the first one. But just both of those games, they're just embedded in my mind of just spending all night playing at playing them when I was younger. And I and I um. I went and got Battlefront 2 on my computer the other day just to play it again, and it's still still a top top three game for me. Good list. Thank um, you. My list doesn't consist of any Mario or anything like that because I never really played those games growing up like Boom. at all. If you take any of mine, but I'm going to reach across the table. I'm just going to say, I'm, I might. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a strong chance. <laughs> um, so my... Two and three, three and two, they're interchangeable depending on the day. Basically the same game, but then again not. Madden and NCAA football. Okay, but you got to pick a year. Games. That doesn't. Oh, a, a year. A year. You got to pick a year. Okay, NCAA football fourteen. The last one. Easily, the last R. one they made. I wouldn't say that's really. Well, and I, I actually had thought about that one, and I think what still allows that to be in the discussion is the because it was one. the because last they, it's one. It's because they're not made. making them anymore. Ben just yeah. got smacked in it. Yeah. Sorry, and fellas, I hate to report it, but Weebs just KO'd me twice. I took him back behind the barn, and I gave him a big old country licking. He did. I'd say my favorite Madden of all time, it'd probably have to be... Madden 11. Oh, wait, Vince Young on the cover. Madden 11. Oh, y'all forget the... Again, I'm dating myself. Y'all... The introduction of the hit stick in 05. Yeah. Woo! I thought that, that, I mean, I thought that was 06. That was 05. It was 05 because Ray Lewis was oh, on the yeah. cover, and so oh. they were bringing the hit stick. I think uh, it is. I think mine is the, the Vince Young cover, Madden. Oh, yeah. The hit stick revolution. I think you're definitely game. right. Oh, without a doubt. Hey, as someone but who owns Madden 99, it doesn't My favorite. <laughs> my favorite all-time video game. The all-time highest-selling Call of Duty ever COD Modern Warfare 2. Good game. The best Call of Duty of all time. Never played it. I spent... Okay. I probably... There's no telling how many hours I put into that, that game. Was, that game was the reason I wouldn't buy an Xbox. Period. Like, I wouldn't buy an Xbox 360 that just game, to play that game. The streaks, the nukes, the maps, the story mode, it just... There was not a bad aspect to that game. And... Yeah, I still get on my Xbox and I just play that. Settle down there over there, big fella. <laughs> you, look, saying, you look like you're getting was, into it, it over there, game. big fella. Best game of all time, in my opinion. Oh. Yeah, I, well, I'll have to go next. Uh, Maid's already shared two of my top three. <laughs> and uh, it's surprising to see that we agree on this one so much. But uh, So I'll have to go ahead and break it down. Number three, you already mentioned the whole Smash Bros. series. Um, we're talking about childhood games. And I have vivid memories of me. So let me give you some backstory. My family, uh, we never had video games ever. My my parents weren't big fans of it, and probably for good reason. We had to walk down to the arcade with a pocket full of quarters. Yeah, exactly. And we had to go in there, and all we could play was Asteroids and Pac-Man. Ma did her laundry, I played my games. When I was like a freshman in high school, we got a Wii. And that was the first thing I ever had. But um, I very vividly remember when yeah, I was like about 20, like 2013, 2014, something, something like that. that. Something like that. And if maybe you don't say that. we fit, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but I remember what you know about fit. Going over to my cousin's Stop. house Leave me alone. and playing on the Nintendo 64, Super Smash Brothers, the very first one they the ever OG. made, the OG on the three prong controller. Ah, uh, Smash and that 64. Was, yes, and that was the best. There was like ten characters. 
I loved it. And every time we went over there, this is going to make me sound bad, but when I was younger, every time we went over there, that was what I looked forward to. Literally, I would, I would stay up. I, I couldn't stay up late, but I would set my <laughs> I would set my alarm. Still till like eight thirty. I, I would try like, to set an alarm. Mama wake, said I, I got to be home when the lights come on. I would set an alarm to wake up early in the morning because during the day it's all it's free for all. I'd set an alarm to wake up early so I could try to get a get a attempt at the master hand, the last <laughs> level on the game. Right, so that's that's my number three. I could see you just showing up at the door at like seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, and, and your family members is like, no, "Oh Ben, how you doing?" I'm like, "I'm here to play games." No, 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 that wasn't me. But it was it was uh, when everyone was asleep, and I woke up. You were grinding. I was grinding. Grinding. <laughs> I was in the lab. No, but number two, a game that I'm very glad no one's mentioned yet. We've mentioned Madden, but we forgot about his precursor, Blitz '99, <laughs> baby. NFL Blitz, baby. NFL Blitz. Was a good game. Was one of the best games ever made. Tell like Blitz the league. Uh, Blitz the League kind of came off of it, okay. but the, the original Blitz was similar. So before uh, EA Sports bought the NFL rights, you had all those different companies yeah. that had their own NFL games, and Blitz the League was yeah. kind of okay. uh, the more cartoony version the- of, of <laughs> an NFL game. Okay, yeah. like I know some people will say like street football and different stuff. Blitz was it for me. I loved it. Like It had uh, somewhat accurate rosters, but you could also just run around after the play, punch people, tackle people. Um, no flags involved. It was the best. Sounds like something you'd like. I would love it. I mean, uh, it, it was the best. <laughs> Make football like Blitz 99. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I'm wearing this hat. Can't see it, but they make football violent again. Great, great we're, we're not live. <laughs> make, no, I had, to, I had to pull it off for dramatic effect, but make football violent again. Uh, you heard it before. Uh, you'll probably hear it again. Uh, number one, Mage already mentioned it as well, Battlefront was one of so the good, best dude. games ever made. Um, we're talking about memories. So my next door neighbor across the street had a PS2, and all the time I'd go across, and we'd play a lot of different stuff from we'd shoot hoops in his yard way to play Battlefront, and that was the shit. You remember like the heroes mode and all that? Yes, stuff? Yes, bro. Space on Tatooine, the space battles we played Galactic Conquest. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's it's like, like, it takes like eight hours to beat or something. Yes, like it's that. like it's like basically there's like a series of like worlds. Half of them are controlled by you, half by the Empire or whatever other team you're playing against. And you basically got to go from world to world, defeat each world, win that world. You know, like you meet up in space with the other, like, big ship. You have yeah. a space battle, and it was the best. So those are my top three. So do you all like the updated version of Battlefront 2 that's on, like, the Xbox One? It's all right. I haven't played it. But it looks... Best best looking games I've ever seen. Yeah. But. I, Battlefront 2 is really good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll give you. Do uh, you want to say I'll something? Give you, I'll give you. I, w- I wanted to say my three, but <laughs> I think we might just. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm one. kidding. Y'all gonna hear my three, whether you like it or not. Boo. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll just leave. Nah. You know what? Better yet. This is bye. All the house everybody, <laughs> get out. <laughs> uh, but anyways, my number three. Uh, I couldn't play Grand Theft Auto oh, when I was a kid, but uh, so like freshman year of college, I found this website that uh, sold retro games. So I bought Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for like $15, and uh, I played it with my cousins a little bit when I was a kid, but that's definitely number three on my list. That game was awesome. I felt like it was ahead of its time. For sure. <laughs> it, was, it was really well, cool. Well, you were ahead of the time. Well, I was ahead of the time, made, but like so, when it was made, yeah, it was yeah, made. You played it as a freshman, so. Um, and then number two, I'm going to have to go with a combo, kind of like these guys did. Uh, NCAA 06, baseball and football. Mm. Because the, the college baseball game, you could just hear the ping off the bat. That was yeah. badass. And then NCAA football, spring drills are unbeaten. Yeah, I would cool. stay I up agree. till like 1 or 2 in the morning playing Campus option attack. Campus challenges, race for the Heisman, all that good stuff. Vince that year is like Mike Vick. Yeah, it's crazy. You can't, you can't stop NCAA him. Football six. Um, and then I had a really tough time picking number one because I have – Two games that I think deserve number one, but um, I'm just going to kick one out. But uh, 
Kick it out of the top three. This is this is more retro. Yeah, honor, I kicked it out. Honorable of mention. Wow. I'll, I'll make an honorable mention at the end. But uh, that's I've I've got one honorable okay, mention right, that didn't right. get mentioned. Uh, backyard baseball. Oh yeah. Pablo backyard Sanchez baseball. Yeah. On the computer and on the PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. The computer was, is a little bit more retro. Oh, that's it, the, it was, I played it on the dude, computer. Oh, yeah. Pablo Sanchez so in that game. That's yeah. a, if, if, if you don't pick Pablo Sanchez number one every time, then you might as well not play the game. Like, come on. God, I haven't even thought about that game. I should have. Years. That's why I'm the host. I think of this. So what's so what's your honorable? My mention? honorable mention is NFL Street Two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jumping off the walls and yeah. all that. That was that game great was game. Live. That was so fun. My honorable mention was probably my favorite that I I played as a kid was the Legend of Zelda. Oh. First of all, the series as a whole, but Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Yeah. All right. Good game. When I when I was five. Uh, so that was back in 1998. It had first come out. Uh, that was before I was born. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, no. So I had my mom every weekend driving to the, the video rental store, which they don't even have anymore, you know. Right. Um, Rest but, in peace, Blockbuster. Exactly. But they had video games there. And as soon as Legend of Zelda came out, I rented it every weekend. Mm-hmm. Every, I'm telling you, every weekend. To the point where going into the weekend before my birthday, I said, Mom, can we go to the video? Can we go to the? Can we go to the video store? And she just broke down. She had bought the the Ocarina of Time for me along with the player manual, and wow. she just gave it to me. She was like, "It was your birthday gift, but I'm not taking you to the video store." That game still. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, and still still plays great that today. Game still holds oh. up so good. Yeah, I would say my honorable mention is gonna have to be. I was talking about it before the show, Coach Mask, and that would be Arkham City Batman. That those games are just. Amazing, but my personal favorite out of the four is Arkham City. I think the story mode with Joker in that is just amazing. I have to throw in uh, Spyro. 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 I played, Spyro I played, and Crash I played, go together. Yeah, I, the, 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 them two. I played both of them. I love both of them. But Spyro went hard too. I didn't mention it because I didn't want to seem like a nerd. But yeah. like, like Pokemon Emerald. We're we're, uh, si- we're sitting here talking about retro. Yeah. Yeah. See, the, the, Pokemon Fire Red. I Pokemon thought about Emerald, those World games. Just, <laughs> the last yeah. four games that y'all have mentioned, I haven't played a millisecond. You haven't played of. half the games you've heard today. I know. Shut up, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer. <laughs> Boomer. <laughs> um. Anyways, I like that. That was. What? That was a good segment. That was fun. I had a lot of fun yeah, doing that. that was it's kind of making me reminisce. And makes cry. me feel a lot older. Yeah. I makes so. me feel old, too, for some reason. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll move into... Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to save the NBA dunk contest for later. We're going to talk about that. We have some interesting stuff on that. But um, anyways, another kind of fun segment. We, uh, we all play football or played football. What is one artist slash band that needs to be on everybody's pregame hype playlist? Do I got to break it down? Go first? ahead, man. Break it down. All right. Well, off the top of my head, I was thinking Eminem. You're going to say like Bon Jovi. No, I, was so like, you, <laughs> no, so no, you I do listen to classic rock. I, do, I was thinking Eminem, but then again, I was like, if you don't already have him on there, then that's just on you. So I'm gonna say DMX. Mm, yeah. What? If you don't have a little DMX, <sighs> yeah. What? If you don't have some X gonna give it to you, some where the hood at, then that's just on you. It ain't in you. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way. <laughs> uh, my personal one. Uh, it's very near and dear to me. Is Rage Against the Machine. I always have to have it just because it's got a little kind of a hip hop feel mm-hmm. to it, uh, but at the same time, it's still heavy rock. Uh, so that's my personal one, but I think for for just everyone, you always have to have at least one Lil Wayne song. Damn, it's not a it's not damn, a free game list. It's not a free game list. I specifically right. remember our, my my high school JV football team. It was Fireman off the Carter Two. That yeah, was like yeah, our yeah. pregame anthem. Anthem, uh, you gotta have an anthem. Oh yeah, and so I I you can't you can't be ready to roll without at least one Lil Wayne track on there. Yeah, well, I would say for me. Uh, Little John, throw it up. That song, it uh, we used to play that back in high school, and that's a good one. And then uh, I'd say another one that's kind of old school is just "Eye of the Tiger." I believe I said uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> I believe I said one. Well, I, I broke the parameters. I'm sorry. Ooh, I'm I'm honestly surprised you didn't say like Wyland Jennings or something like that. 
I mean, those Any are good Chastity too. the Boys of Fall? Those are good too. <laughs> That'll make that's me cry. Sad boys, yeah. That'll that's make sad me cry. Boys. All right, come on now. Wait, 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 why are you crying, bro? We have to play games. If I listen to Boys of Fall before a football game, I'm going to walk out there crying, and they're going to be like, what the hell's wrong with this kid? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you your, then you have your best game. No. You're getting, yeah, you're getting the guys lining up across from you, and he's like, bro, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this dude? Mage, what you got? Ah, uh, man, I'm going to go with, um, despite the reputation they've gained amongst being called a, uh, a dad band, I'm going to go with Nickelback. Let's go! Hey, I don't know why they're called that. There's, there's uh, a lot of great songs by Nickelback, and uh, I was actually looking at the uh, pregame playlist I was using from my freshman year here, um, and it's like 90% Nickelback, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Did, do y'all remember when... Uh, Man, who was it? It was like Cameron Yo and somebody in the state championship. And somebody made a sign saying Cameron Yo listens to Nickelback. <laughs> and social media went wild with that. Why does Nickelback get that rap? Why do they get hate? Yeah, why do they get hate? Nickelback, they got some songs. I don't know, man. I think because I think they went just main, mainstream enough to get to get memed, I feel like. <laughs> well, yeah. and I, I think that's, you know, it is a lot of their music is very similar and can be kind of generic. It's true. I mean, again, I, I still listen to it working out. You know, everybody, everybody deep down, you are lying if you don't have at least one Nickelback song oh, yeah. stuck in your head. Yeah. If you didn't listen to for, for Rockstar, sure. yes, sir. you know, everybody has a Nickelback song. Look yeah. at this photo. Exactly. Everybody <laughs> has Look at a, this graph. Everybody has a Nickelback song. But I think... You know, part of it was it, it was all very similar, very generic. But then, you know, it's the the power of of memes and and you know guys making fun of it is once a small group of people started making fun of Nickelback, more and more it people jumped on, and now it's just accepted that oh, you listen to Nickelback, well, you're ridiculous. It's just yeah. the way. Yeah. Memes. So, uh, Coach Mask took mine, but uh, I didn't really have a backup. But uh, I'm gonna see what y'all think. I'm sure. Almost everybody has maybe one Drake song. Yeah, on a playlist. I don't even. No. I'm not a Drake. I'm fan. not a big Drake. No. Fan, I'll be the one. But I do it, have. But you, he's on there. He I do have a on. Drake or featuring Drake song. It's normally featuring. It's Drake. Normally featuring. When, he, when yeah. he's featured in stuff, it's it's normally an awesome. I'm album. not even trying to talk mess on Drake, but I just don't he's know only how. Got one good album. He's got some songs that'll get you going. Yeah, no, he's got a lot of songs. No, yeah. he's got a lot yeah. of hits. I just don't know how integral he is it, into your. Well, into it was. Your, Pump up. It was going to be him or Waka Flocka. Oh, I, think, I mean, Waka Flocka is definitely on. I think you have on. to have Waka Flocka oh, You have there. to. But, uh, yeah, I should have went with him. Now I'm kind of sad. <laughs> ben just kind of shit on me over there, but it is what it is. I'm all for your, your Drake. Huh? I'm all for the Drake. Well, got yeah. Good songs, I said man. it because I said because I that's how I felt. But uh. Don't let Davo talk about Drake. <laughs> Shout out Davo. Yeah, shout definitely out Davo. shout out Davo. Did we shout out Davo on the last episode? I think we did. We might no, have. I shouted him out on the first episode. Um, the, okay. I brought hashtag Yikers. Well, to Coach Mask, out. I know you got, a, you got a hot take for us. I do. I do. Um, so I actually have two. Um, but I'm going to start with one and we'll kind of see how. I know we're, we're getting close to time here. Uh, hot take number one. Overrated movie. Mm-hmm. Remember the Titans. Oh, Ooh. my goodness. Now, hear me well, out. Okay. Yeah, hear me out. Let me, let me See, hear again, this. I, 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 thought, hear this. I thought about, you know, presenting as like, I want to, you know, be careful, but that's not a hot take. You got to yeah. drop the yeah, hot you take. Drop okay. Down. You can be overrated and still be really, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, LeBron's overrated. I think Remember the Titans is a really, really good movie. But for people to talk about it like it's on its own pinnacle it's or its not. own tier compared Definitely to not. any other football movie, it's such a Disney-fied version of the story. The football scenes are just ridiculous. They okay? are. It's, it is a good movie, but it is not by far and away. I, I, I always get tired when people are like, what's your favorite sports movie? They're like, oh, by far, Remember the Titans. Remember oh, the Titans is the greatest movie no. of all time. It's good. It's not that good. So here's my question. I, I can buy a lot of that. But what is your favorite sports and or football movie then? Sports movie as a whole, and again, this is a, an older movie, uh, Major League or Bull Durham. Hell yeah. Both both, both great baseball fantastic. movies. Great yeah. movies. Personally, football movie, 
is is Friday Night Lights. I agree. I now again. I I, now hey, now hold on. Now hold on. I do believe that there's parts of that movie that are that are Hollywood esque. Ben's cringing right? over here. But in terms of just the pure football scenes and in the game, yeah. I remember being a kid in the theater watching that movie and feeling so proud to be growing up in Texas yeah. and going to get to play football in Texas. You know, that's that's why for me it's my, my number one football. Yeah, well, I grew up 30 minutes from Permian, and uh, maybe this is part of my, my dad instilled in me. He was actually a coach at OHS mm-hmm. when Permian was big. I think he started there the year or the year after when uh, they went to state. Um, but they're cheaters, just like the Astros. So uh, okay. I can't claim that much. Yeah, and the Patriots. I can't claim <laughs> that much respect for them. I, I don't feel that much uh, happy, giddy uh, feeling in my chest. For Permian. Well, and, and here's the here's the other thing. Just because you said happy and giddy, that's one of the things that I appreciate about the movie is it didn't try to change it where they're winners. They still lost the game. Yeah. You know, in in most sports movies, there's always this happy ending. It was no, they lost, and so now they got to go on their own way. Which, you know, again, doesn't happen in most movies, and so that was one of the things that I appreciated. About I feel it. that, but but the happy giddiness that I, I'm talking that I lack is the fact that they're cheaters and it wasn't portrayed in, at all in Friday Night Lights. But that's just me. That's just one person. I like it. Any other hot takes? I don't have any. Uh, Coach, don't you have to be out here pretty soon? I do, but if nobody else has any more hot takes, I'll give my last one because okay. I was keeping yeah, this back. I, 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 I was yeah, waiting like all week okay. for both of them. Okay. The second week. one, also movie-related, a little bit more Coach Mask-related. Mm-hmm. Okay? Heath Ledger is not the best Joker of all time. Ooh. Oh, okay. Disagree. Yeah, you, you got me there. That's yeah. A yeah. Now, that's a terrible. Who do you think it is? I haven't seen the new Don't movie. Don't say Walking Phoenix. No. Oh no. no now I will say I did enjoy the Don't Walking Phoenix. Don't say Jack Nicholson. It was the Joker. Oh, it's by far in terms of movies, Jack. Jack Nicholas. That's Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. That's the big comparison everybody makes. Was is was Jack the Nicholson most in terms of the story, the backstory leading up, the actual character itself is the closest to the comic book portrayal of the character. Now, here's the thing about the Dark Knight and Heath Ledger is he was just an anarchist. Yeah. All right. He was just there to see things burn, but he wasn't. He was insane. But you know, the whole idea of the Joker is he's just nuts. Yeah. And it's not to create anarchy. It's just because he's. Just being the Joker and just enjoying his life, which turns out to be crot. All right. Now, the best Joker of all time, period, is Mark Hamill animated. in Batman oh. the Animated Series. No, it's the best voice. By, well, by far, and no, just in terms of the, the story, everything about him, yeah. by far the best Joker. I gotta agree with that. I, I think, I I think that. the best Joker is, is the one from the... Is there not a fine line between animation and movies? No. There's no difference? talking Joker here. The Joker. The Joker. Just straight Joker. It's Mark Hamill. The the best Joker is the one from Mark Hamill did such a good job. Adam West. Batman. (laughs) Stop. Robin. You know what? I'll just say this, and I won't even further my point, but you've had some great hot takes. I like it. And the fact that they've been very... Very, very hot. Well, that's, I mean, they got to be controversial. <laughs> ben, is, ben is rubbing his eyes over I'm, here. Oh, he's, I, he's I, over I, here I, pounding he's the table. losing it. Just hurting. We're, uh, we're on a time constraint, and I know I, I tend to go off on a tangent, so I'm not even going to talk about how delusional it is to think that anyone other than Christian Bale is the best uh, Joker ever, but... Christian Bale, the best Joker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Christian <laughs> Bale was a pretty bad Joker because yeah. he was the good but guy. I say Christian Bale? You did. Heath Ledger. That's okay. Part of my take... I mean, if you want to disregard it, that's, that, yeah, there you go. That's on you. Either way, Look, I think a lot of people get hung up on the fact anyone that other than I, Heath Ledger. I think people get hung up on the fact that The Dark Knight is one of the best Batman movies, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it had the best Joker in it. I can kind of see that, but the thing is, if you're talking about Mark Hamill, then how, like, his part of the Joker is, is half at the max with his voice. Well, right. He's, he's not having to act it out. He's not even acting it and that's out. Why, and that's well, why the first one I said was, I think that's was discrediting Jack a lot of voices. And then if you're talking about Jack Nicholson... I can see how... You're just I can, not, you're I just can not see cultured in that, and that's okay. I, don't I can see, I can see why, because you're going by the comment. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no if you said... No, but here's my thing. If you said if you said Jack Nicholson was the most most related comic actor, like most similar to the comics, that'd be one thing. That's Ben's heart rate over this over this <laughs> yeah, segment. Yeah, it's hurting. It's hurting. He's losing. But that makes a good hot take, I guess. Anyways, phenomenal hot takes. I know who I'm texting pretty soon for my hot takes later on. But anyways, we're gonna do a quick fire round of my favorite segment. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but 
It's that time yeah. for the dumbass of the week. We'll go clockwise. Major, you go ahead and start, and we'll just go quick fire around the horn. Let's get this going. Okay, my dumbass of the week is Antonio Brown for whenever he stood up from his 315-pound bench press, got hit with a squat rack. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Man. Uh, my dumbass of the week is going to be Doug Gottlieb because he thinks that the Lions would actually trade away their third-round pick for Jalen Smith and the Cowboys' first round and their second round this year. Pretty good. Dumbass of the week. Greg Robinson, former offensive tackle of the Cleveland Browns, was just arrested <laughs> for having 173 pounds of marijuana in his car. All right, Darren Ravel tweeted out that the street value of that, depending on the quality and where you sell it, is three hundred to $700,000. Yeah. So, that is not worth having 173 pounds of marijuana you in you your car. It you? was, they were just they were speeding across the border. Yeah. Did you hear how they, got <laughs> caught, how they like specifically got caught, though? Uh, they drove by a cop car, and then windows up and everything, right? The dog in the cop car oh, yes, freaking oh, out. No. They were just driving yes. by. Yes, I did see that. The DEA drug dog was that able to smell worse. it and was like, nope, pull just him over. Just from them driving that makes it by. 173 pounds. That you can't, a lot. That's ridiculous. Yeah, quick take. Mine was going to be Miles Garrett. Um, I don't know if y'all saw him bash Mason Rudolph's head in with his own helmet, which in and of itself isn't all that bad because it's Mason Rudolph. Except for the fact that he wants to come out and say that Mason called him the N-word, which has not been corroborated by anyone else on the team, any coach, any player, any sound device, camera, or anything. And on top of that, he waited a week into the investigation to claim that. He didn't claim it that day. The next day, the third, fifth, sixth day, he waited till a week to claim that. So that's Miles Garrett's My Dumbass of the Week. All right, so mine is this guy in Washington State. He did a series of like crimes and stuff. And when cops were going to find him, he had a gun in his pocket, and he was trying to hide it. So he started moving the gun around, and he shoots himself in the testicles. Oh, you gotta gosh. just read the read the article. But uh, that's not all. Here's the headline: Man allegedly hiding drugs in his butt accidentally shoots himself in the testicles. <laughs> so when he got taken to the hospital, they were like trying to sew everything up, and oh, man. drugs just fell out of his butt. <laughs> they were sewing him up. Did it say what what drugs? It was weed. Curious? Weed. Wow. It was weed. Cram uh, weed up your own ass. Let's go ahead and vote. I, I didn't think I'd get to say this again this uh, this podcast, but hashtag yikers. Hashtag there. yikers. yikers. <laughs> Let's go ahead and vote. Uh, this probably should be still don't know we'll, what go, that means. we'll go on three. Yeah. Ready? Ready? One, two, three. Weeb. Oh, uh, unanimous. Oh. I'll take it. He won. Coach Mask won. It was uh, unanimous other than himself. Unanimous. Dang, I didn't say the thing. Maybe we'll let y'all know who wins. Maybe not. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> disregard what we said. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest totally didn't just win. It has been a great time here in this audio studio with our very special guest. Thank you, Coach Mask, for coming. And, I appreciate uh, you guys having me, and I look forward to being the first recurring guest. Oh, for sure. On the house. After oh, those hot takes, now. I don't think we couldn't. No way. But uh, you know what? I hope you all have a great weekend. And I hope you all started off with us. And you know what? That one's on the house.